Hey, if you're visiting with us for the very first time this morning, you chose a great Sunday to show up. Because of baptisms, I had to condense my sermon down to like 25 minutes or so. So this was a primo Sunday to show up for the very first time. If you're like, man, that guy was quick. I'm not normally quite this quick, you know, but I had to condense it down because we were doing baptisms at the end of the service. And now I've wasted like a full 60 seconds telling you guys that I have less time than I normally do. So I should probably go ahead and get started, hey? At Connect, we like to talk about life overflowing. I don't know if you've heard that phrase or if you've seen us use it on social media. I say it on Sundays. Joshua usually ends every single service by encouraging you to live life overflowing. When you go out and watch baptisms today, you're going to see people dunked under the water and come back up and they're going to have life overflowing on the t-shirts that we give to them. Life overflowing, if you're not familiar with that phrase, is taken from the book of John. And in the book of John, chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus said, I have come to give people life in abundance. Another way to translate that would be Jesus saying, I've come to give you life that overflows in the fullest sense imaginable. In fact, at Connect, that's our mission. This is why we exist. This is why we do what we do every single week is to help you discover life overflowing in Jesus Christ. Now, here's what I've discovered. Most of us are not living life overflowing. Most of us are living life overwhelming. Am I right? Most of us feel completely swamped by everything that's going on in our lives. Now, over the last few months, as I've been talking to families and I've been asking, what are the pressure points? What is it that you guys deal with on a daily basis? I'm married, but I don't have kids and I'm in one season, you're in a different season of life. So tell me one of the things that you just kind of feel burdened or stressed out by. And it's interesting because no matter who I was talking to, whether I was talking to moms or husbands or still single people or single again people, no matter who it was that I was talking to, there was always one pressure point. There was always one struggle that came out in conversations. It was the struggle that we all feel with the busyness of our everyday life, feeling overwhelmed and overextended by everything that's going on in our lives. It's like we all struggle trying to find balance, right, with what we're doing and how much of it that we're doing. We don't know whether it's too much on this side or not enough over here. And it seems like as much as we cut things out of our schedule, there's always something else that gets added in. Your son comes to you and they're like, dad, I gotta go do this on Saturday. And you're like, why didn't you tell me this days and days ago? No matter how much you cut back, it seems like there's always more that's added in. If you count up, your job, you count up your, uh, your, your marriage, your time with your kids, your church volunteering, you count up your expectations with the rest of your family and your friends, and you think about like your house chores that you have to do and the honey-do list that your wife keeps slapping on you. You know, it's like, whoa, how do I keep up with everything that's going on in my life? I just feel completely overwhelmed by the things that I carry around on a daily basis. Can anybody relate to that? Yeah, I think so. I think we all can. I don't think anybody would say this morning, you know, I'm not really that busy. I just don't have that much going on. I've never met somebody that said that. And if that is you this morning, come talk to me because I got some stuff you can do. I will put you to work. Seriously, you might as well do something. I can help. 
I've never met anybody that said, no, I just don't have much going on. All of us struggle with the load that we carry on a daily basis. And so this morning, what I want to do is I want to give you a new way to approach your family calendar or your personal calendar. If you're single, you don't have a family yet, this will still apply to you. I want to give you a new way to approach what you do on a weekly basis so that you don't feel overwhelmed and overextended day after day after day. I don't want you to feel like, "Ah, I can't catch my breath. God doesn't want you to feel like I am this close to burnout, you guys. God doesn't want that for you. He's given you another way to approach your schedule, and I want to share that with you this morning. Now, if we were to characterize or describe life overwhelming and life overflowing, we could use two words to kind of describe each of those. Each of those phrases has two words that would explain what we mean when we say those things. So if we talk about life overwhelming for a second, we could say that you are living life overwhelming when the two words that describe you most are, I am stupidly busy and I'm constantly fighting for balance. I'm just ridiculously busy all the time, and I'm struggling, I'm fighting, I want balance in my life, but for some reason, it just kind of eludes me. So let's talk about that first word for a moment, busy. Again, we're all busy. I know that. I know that you're very, very busy. And what I'm afraid of is that you and I don't even realize that there is another way of living life. We just kind of assume that a busy, hectic, chaotic, overwhelming schedule is the norm, and that's all we can settle for. The best you can hope for is to manage some of the chaos and craziness, maybe find just a a smidge of balance here and there, and that's the most you could ever hope to have in your life. I don't know if it's because nobody has really ever modeled a a, a normal, healthy schedule for us. We just see everybody doing all the craziness and we figure, okay, that's exactly what we have to do. I don't know if it's because nobody ever taught us this. Our parents never sat us down and they said, okay, now here's how you have a healthy weekly schedule with your kids and your spouse. It just never happened. Nobody told me. If they told you, then you are ahead of the curve, okay? Most of us have no examples to follow and we really have no idea what it would take to enjoy a healthy, margin-filled schedule on a weekly basis, do we? We have no idea how we could do something other than saying yes and filling up our calendars and running from this responsibility to that responsibility and never getting a chance to catch our break, uh, to catch our breath rather, on a regular basis. It's like when we're living life overwhelming, we kind of assume that busyness is some kind of a virtue, you know? Like, oh, if I'm busy, then I'm accomplishing something. And so that means I'm doing well with my life. If I had too much time off, then people might get the wrong idea about me. They might assume I'm lazy or something like that. And so we think of busyness as if it were some kind of virtue. Sometimes we even think of it as a spiritual virtue, In the life-overwhelming version of the Bible, which doesn't exist, by the way, okay, I'm being a little facetious here, but in the life-overwhelming version of the scripture, Jesus says in 2 Matthew chapter 99, verse 5, he says, blessed are the busy, for they shall get stuff done. Some of you are living as if that was the truth of life. In the gospel according to Jerry, which again, doesn't exist, I just want to be clear, if you're new to the scripture, I'm making this up. 
Jesus says in that version of the Bible, come to me all you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens. I will give you a secret strategy for accomplishing more in four hours than everybody else accomplishes in one week. (laughs) Jesus never said those things. Although we live as if busyness were a spiritual virtue, like we're accomplishing something just because we go, go, go all the time, Jesus said something much different. He offered you a much different way of approaching your family schedule, of approaching the the activity that you have in your life. If you go to the actual Bible, okay, if we go to the scripture as it's really written and you look in Matthew chapter number 11, this is what Jesus really said. He said, come to me, all you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. See, you're living your life assuming if I'm busy, I'm accomplishing, and God's happy, and my wife is happy, and boom, I'm successful. And Jesus says, I want to offer you rest from all the crazy, chaotic, hectic busyness that you face on a day-in and day-out basis. Jesus wants you to experience true, healthy, meaningful rest in your life. If you find yourself unavoidably and overwhelmingly busy, then I want to say you're probably living life overwhelming. You're reacting. You're just kind of going with the flow. And as this pops up, you say yes, even though you don't have time for it. And you run here and you run there and you drive yourself crazy. It's bad for your mental health. You feel like you're about to snap and smack somebody. And it's because you haven't learned how to genuinely rest the way God created you and designed you to do that. If you find yourself in a very busy season, can I just challenge you for a sec? Do you mind? I know we don't know each other, so I'm just gonna gently push a little this morning, okay? If you find your life overwhelmingly and unavoidably busy, can I just say that nobody's ultimately responsible for that but you? Like, you're the one who's in charge of your schedule. And if you're like, oh, I feel so crazy and so overwhelmed and I need to do something, I don't want to be this busy all the time, then you need to look in the mirror in order to find the answer. I don't know why it is that we are so, like, just prone to to over-scheduling ourselves and to going and going and going and going without any break or rest or, you know, breathing room and margin at all. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because, like, we assume busyness is the same as success. Spoiler alert, it's not. I don't know if it's because we think, oh, well, my kids need to be really well-rounded, so I'm going to have them in music lessons and sports camp and after-school tutoring and this and this and this so that we can make them, you know, like the super genius that's going to grow up and become prime minister. I don't know what it is. Maybe uh, for some of us, we just can't say no. Like you have trouble telling people no when they invite you or volunteer you to do something. You're just like, no, I, I, I'll do it. Sure, I can't tell you no. I don't know if we have FOMO. Like we're, we're just afraid we're missing out on things that other people are experiencing. And so we're like, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. And what happens is we create an unsustainable schedule. You overextend yourself and your family is the one that suffers. Your soul, your relationship with God is what bears the consequences when you choose to be busier than you should be because you have some unhealthy assumptions about the life that you should be living. Let me, let me challenge you to remember this. I tell myself this like constantly. How you spend your days is how you will spend your life. 
It's tough to keep that in our minds, to remember that what I'm doing today over a long enough period is going to be what I did with my life. And so if you live every day feeling overwhelmed and overextended, if you find yourself minute after minute in life overwhelming, eventually you will look back on a life that was overwhelming unless you do something a bit different. Now, most of us assume when we're living life overwhelming that the answer, the solution to being so busy is balance. And balance sounds like such a healthy thing, doesn't it? Like it seems like, yeah, everybody should have balance. Balance would be ideal. That's what I'm missing in my life. Balance is what we call it when all of our activities are in perfect harmony and proportion with one another. And you're like, yeah, if I could get that, then I think my, my life, my mental health would be much, much better. We even like to spiritualize balance. You know, there are whole religions that are based around the idea that your life should be perfectly balanced every single day. And as Christians, we think, yeah, that's probably what God would want for me. He would want me to be balanced, right? It sounds like a good and a healthy thing. You know, if we go back to the life overwhelming Bible, again, the one that doesn't really exist, okay? We, we think that, you know, in the book of Second MacBook uh, 220, I'm just making stuff up at this point, you know? I was sitting at my desk and I'm like, what can I, MacBook, I'm typing on a MacBook. All right, we think that Jesus said something like, but seek first balance and harmony and then you will find all that you desire. That sounds good. That sounds spiritual, right? But Jesus never said those things. Did you know the Bible never talks about balance like that? Never, nowhere do you find God offering you or calling you to live a balanced life. Never. I was surprised when I realized that because I did what you do. I assume that balance is what I should be after, that balance is the solution to my crazy, hectic, busy schedule. But you know what? God never calls us to balance. Let me give you a few, a few problems with balance. Maybe you've never really considered this before. You've been chasing after balance. You've heard of people who've supposedly found balance, but you've never been able to grab onto it yourself. Let me, let me give you a couple of problems with pursuing balance as the solution to the busyness that we experience every single day. Number one, you can't really define balance, can you? I mean, how do you know when you actually are balanced in your schedule? Is it just like a subjective feeling? You're like, oh, I feel pretty balanced today, so okay, I must have accomplished it somehow. It's very hard to define. Not only that, but you know, there are different opinions about what constitutes a balanced life. So my wife and I might have very different ideas about what activities and what a, uh, should be in a balanced schedule and what a balanced schedule would look like. Your kids probably have very different ideas about what a balanced schedule would look like compared to you. So who's going to win? Who's right? How do we know which one to go with? Not only that, but our own ideas about balance change over time. Do you realize that? Did you ever have something you did like younger you was very active and involved with this hobby or this thing and you thought, oh, this should be a part of my balanced life. And then 10 years down the road, you look back at it and you're like, what was I doing? Why did I waste so much time with that? Balance is a very, very difficult thing to wrap our brains around. And so I'm not totally sure it's what you should spend your time pursuing. There are other problems with it. Number, uh, number two, it takes a lot of work to maintain balance. 
It is not an easy thing. We think, or the unspoken assumption is, once I find balance, then everything will be in perfect harmony. It's like there will be peace. Everything will be chill. My life will be totally right where it needs to be. Have you ever tried to balance on something? Like, have you ever gotten on a skateboard or something? There's a lot of wobbling. There's a lot of, you know, instability. You're constantly nearly falling over. If you want to stay balanced, it takes a ton of work, which kind of defeats the purpose of having balance, right? So balance is hard to define. It's really hard to to get and maintain. And then the last thing I'll point out is this. Most of the people who accomplish a lot in our world don't seem to be too interested in balance. Jesus didn't seem particularly concerned with balance. He went at it 100%. Take anybody who's excelled in their sport or their field of career or their, you know, skill ability, whatever it is, ask them, have you lived a balanced life? Anybody at the top of their game, so to speak, will say, no, I didn't get here by being balanced. I got here by pursuing my passions relentlessly. So you've lived a busy life. It's all you've ever been taught. You don't know any other way to do it. And you think the solution you need is to find some sort of balance. But I'm telling you, you will never, ever find the balance you seek. It just doesn't exist. And so in life overwhelming, you will expend more energy trying to figure out why you always feel so stressed and at the end of your rope. And instead of living life overwhelming, Jesus offers you something different something that we call life overflowing. Now, if life overwhelming is defined by two words, busy and balance, then life overflowing is defined by the words mission and margin. See, these are the two qualities that God wants you to have in your life. These are the ones that Jesus would call you to. Not to be so busy that you have no room or margin to do anything meaningful and to chase after something that you're never going to get, but rather, Jesus offers you the opportunity to live on mission with margin. Let me show you what the Bible says here. Matthew chapter number 6, verses 31 through 33, Jesus says these words, and they are so critical They're so key. They are so counterintuitive to the way that you and I live our lives every day. And yet, if we can grab a hold of this, if you could start to put some of this into practice, I promise you, you would see things change. Matthew chapter number six, we're going to start reading in verse number 31. Jesus says, so do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the unbelievers run after all of those things. And your heavenly father already knows that you need them. So instead, seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness. And all of these things will be given to you as well. You know, according to Jesus, you and I are living a mission. We have a mission in life. And that mission can either be to build our own kingdom or, as he says here in Matthew 6, to build God's kingdom. That we are on a mission every day. You are living for something. You are living with a purpose. Whether you've ever understood it or defined it at all, you are living with a purpose. And that purpose is either to build your own kingdom or it's to build the kingdom that God wants to establish here on earth. See, when I build my own kingdom, then I'm in charge. And the things that I think are important are the things that I work to have and to accomplish. But when my mission is to build God's kingdom... 
then God is the one who's in charge. And I work to create here on earth the things that he says are important. This is why the scripture says, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You see, when I'm building my own kingdom, when I'm chasing after the stuff that I think is important, a big bank account, a nice house, a hot wife, well-behaved kids, whatever it is, when I'm chasing after those things, I am never going to be satisfied. We've talked over the last few weeks about how stuff and people, people and possessions were never created to fill the hole inside of us. And so if I'm living for my own mission, building my own kingdom, I am always going to be adding, 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 adding to my schedule. I'm always going to be doing, 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 hoping to find meaning and fulfillment. And Jesus says, if you would seek God's kingdom first, Rather than your own, you would actually find the fulfillment, the health, the margin, the breathing room that you've always sought. Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then everything else will be added to you. If you seek your own kingdom, Jesus doesn't promise you anything. You may accomplish everything you want in life. You may get none of it at all. There are no guarantees and promises when your mission is to seek your own kingdom. But if you try to seek God's kingdom first, the promise that Jesus makes to you is that you will get not only the things that you hope for in life, but you'll accomplish much, much more through the mission and the kingdom of God. God. There's an author named C.S. Lewis. You guys might have heard of him. He had this really great quote. He said, if you aim at heaven, you will get earth thrown in. If you aim at earth, you'll end up with neither. You see, God calls us not just to sacrifice everything that we think is important, give up our lives and all of that. Like God says that you can still pursue the things that matter to you, but don't pursue them first. Rather, pursue God's kingdom first and foremost, and then all the other things that you want will be added to you as well. Listen, it's okay for your kids to be involved in hockey. There is nothing wrong with them playing ice hockey or ball hockey or air hockey. They probably shouldn't play tonsil hockey yet, but like there's nothing wrong with that, you guys. God is not opposed to you being busy. God is opposed to you being busy about things that don't matter. God wants to invite you not to spend your life, not to waste your life, but to invest your life for the sake of the world around you. You can spend it. Certainly, I know people who've wasted it. God calls you. He gives you the opportunity to invest it. Now, look, if you're going to invest your life, you're going to have to build some margin into your schedule. That's the second word that defines life overflowing. You need to build a gap between what you can do and what you will do. You need to say, all right, I could be out six nights a week, seven nights a week. I could work 60, 70 hours a week at my job. I could do all of those things. But if I do, Am I going to miss out on God's mission in the world? And am I going to cause my family to suffer because I'm so busy and I don't know any other way? We don't have time to develop this idea of margin too much this morning. We're actually going to come back around to it in the month of September. And what we're going to talk about is the fact that the Bible offers us two very key principles that if you could reorient your life around them, things really would change. When the Bible talks about moderation, in all things. And when the Bible talks about Sabbath, 
purposeful, regular rest. If you can make that a part of the margin in your schedule, then you genuinely will find the ability to breathe, to relax, to not stress out because of everything that you have going on. Now, do you know what the key to margin is? Do you know what the, the, the key is to building that little break between what you could do and what you will do? It's learning to say no. <laughs> That's it. That's it. It's not hard. It's not like you need to pay a fortune to go to some seminar and listen to some guy tell you, hey, the key to margin is learn to say no. That's really all you have to do. You need to say no to your kids sometimes. You need to say no to your boss sometimes. You need to say no to your friends or to your rec league or whatever if you find yourself constantly living life overwhelming. You need to learn to say no. Saying no is a spiritual virtue and it's something you should develop regularly in your life. Have that confidence. Understand that you are not responsible I'm gonna say this again. I, I really want you to zone in and hear this. If you didn't hear anything else I said, I'm gonna wrap this up in about two minutes, okay? Listen to this. You are not responsible for everything in your life. You think, oh, I, I need to accomplish. I need to be successful. So I'm gonna work, 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 work. Oh my gosh, my kids need to be healthy and they need to be well-rounded. And so I'm gonna do everything I can to ensure that it turns out that way. Oh my gosh, I've gotta find a wife. And so I'm gonna date every single night and I'm gonna be so focused on the external and blah, 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 blah. You are not in charge of your life ultimately. Do you recognize what Jesus said? He said, if you seek God's kingdom first, then all the other things you desire will be given to you as well. He doesn't say, if you seek God's kingdom, then God will allow you to earn all the stuff you want. He says, it's a gift. It's something you receive that God honors and blesses those people who will live on mission with margin in their life. That when you do less in God's kingdom, you actually accomplish more. When you're able to say no to things that might be good, but they're not best for your family, that God blesses and honors that in a way that he can't if you're constantly on the go. You've probably never thought about your calendar, your family schedule as a spiritual issue, but I promise you it is. And if you want your family to be healthy, if you want your kids to grow up well, then having them in every league under the sun is not gonna be half as valuable as showing your kids what a healthy schedule actually looks like. You may wanna get ahead at work and that might require you to work a lot, but at some point, guys, you've gotta say no because the health and well-being of your soul and your family depends on it. Jesus offers us the opportunity not to live busy, fighting for a balance we can never, uh, never really uh, obtain, and instead to live on mission with margin. If you could do those two things, you'd find the breathing room you're looking for.